No face cold, let it snow. Rolly ghost, let it snow. Say she cold, come on up, let it go, let it go, let it snow. Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, Field Level Edition. We got the man Moose back in the house, native tongue, represent. What's up? Colin Juice Man, second week in a row. T took a night off. Yes. We chilling. What's up, T? Man, shout out T. Shout out T. <laughs> We're going to talk The Shy, new Showtime series out based on the south side of Chicago. We got, we, we all checked it out. Pilot edition, first episode was out. We're going to break that down. The boys, Jeremiah, Chance the Rapper, are back in the building, giving mm. us these Christmas warm Mm-hmm. But not that warm. Yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah. the the whole vibe. That's what uh, that's what the show just came into right there. Let it snow is the track. Then uh, we're gonna talk about the event at the film at the museum. Field museum, yes, uh, not I, at the field museum. Yep, break that down. Talk about all the good things coming out of that. No catch up, Chicago for Chicago by Chicago field level. Listen <laughs> up. What's up, boys? We're back. Field level episode three. Talking about the Chicago culture, talking about these Chicago streets, always something buzzing. First off, how y'all doing? Moose, we can kick it off with you. I know you took a week off, so it's good to see you back in here. Good what you back, been up man. to? What's wow. going on? Just chilling, man. Watching The Shy, uh, taking in this Chance album, waiting on Huncho Jack. Same old stuff. Just culture, yeah. huh? All culture. <laughs> <laughs> All day. I love it. I love it. What you got going on for the holidays? Anything crazy? I'm uh, just going back to the crib in Lincolnwood. Um, if you know anything about Lincolnwood, you know, you know it's dead. <laughs> you yeah. know it's hella, hella dead. Right. So it's a low key. Might stop by Bed Bath & Beyond, you know. Right, like, G. Yeah. Make sure you get those the coupons, bro. Yeah. Oh. I think it's like 10% off your yeah. next purchase. I got a coupon shit. for everything. I'm trying to get like some air fryers or some shit. Okay. Yo. <laughs> speaking of air fryer. Air fryer. Wow, you're asleep. What okay, the hell is an air, air fryer? fryer. Let me give you a let me give you a quick little joint. Yeah, please do. Christmas last year. My cousin got one of these. You can literally make anything. It's like it's like a it's like a box that you like put on your kitchen counter, and it has like a tray. Pull it in and out, mm-hmm. and so, say you put like some bacon on there, slide it in. You can air fry it, and it'll have like the frying texture, like you just fried it up, mm-hmm. but like all the the grease and the fat have fallen off and are under in this tray. But it's still got the crunchy goodness of Hold on. Hold frying on. it up in a pan. Hold on. Do I have to like batter what I put in this air fryer? I, I don't think you can batter anything, but like you can throw like a little oil on like some chicken or some fries, like mm-hmm. just like a teaspoon or something, and it comes out like you that crisp. What? You're asleep. I'm so sleep. <laughs> I am so Whenever sleep. Whenever I try to explain the technology to people, I have to pull out the YouTube video or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll check like, it out. I'll check yeah. it out. That's it a, sounds, yo, it sounds amazing. Key. This sounds actually amazing. might be your play. Real talk. You know you enjoy. So late night one night, do that. Catch a little like infomercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As seen Look on for the TV. air. Yes. Big nope. time air fryer infomercials. Because <laughs> 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 I caught it the other night. I don't want to get too deep on the air fryer. Word. word. But okay. that's I, what's I like because I'm not doing too much of shit either. Mm-hmm. I'm staying low key too. What about you, Juice? I am going to my lady's house on Christmas Day. Is that um, high pressure or no? Nah? No. Nah. That's past that? No, no, no. It's fun. You're a rookie okay, to, the, to the household? I am or? not. I am right, not a rookie good. to the household. I've been there for some football games. I've been there for 
um, random weekends. Um, I've been to shows. That's what's with, up. Uh, with her okay, and her parents. You good so, money, yeah, I'm, you, I'm, I'm ain't no solid. high pressure shit. No, it's not high pressure. It'll be fun. Okay. It'll be fun. Word. And uh, I'm going to, to the Burbs with my pops New Year's Eve. I mean, uh, Christmas Eve. So yeah. I'll be moving around a little bit, but Gee, nothing. Chicago Christmas no, shit. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, I'm a low key. My family's a Christmas Eve family. I'm always in the mix on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, mm-hmm. I usually just watch hoops with my pops all yeah. day. Yeah. It's real Same. low key, but. Christmas Eve is always the play. Yeah. Get some good grub. Mm-hmm. I remember you was in. I remember I used to have to wait till midnight, and they were strict about that shit for yeah. presents and shit. Yeah. So yeah, I got fond memories of Christmas Eve. Yeah, so. everybody's got those traditions. Mm-hmm. I used to use uh, or not use. I used to open one one gift on Christmas Eve as a kid. I was the only child. My parents divorced when I was young. That sounds so like had, me, bro. I That's had, me. Like, I had two Christmases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Christmas Eve with mom. Uh, then dad will come over. They have a nice friendship still, despite whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's always good. That the, the I love Christmas. Christmas is great. I'm a big Thanksgiving Christmas. guy. I love Christmas. Christmas or Thanksgiving is great partly because of football all day. Yeah, Thanksgiving is that and the food. Mm. My family still does a little bit of like they cook up on Christmas, but it's, it's, it's half of what Thanksgiving is usually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Thanksgiving guy. More just because more of the fam would come through and kick it, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, you. Yeah. Anytime you can get together with the folks, Bro, it's all good. In an Asian household, it's probably we late. don't celebrate that. It's like it's we don't celebrate ruthless. none of this, and everybody just put on a front. Just like, you know, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but, you know, here's a meal. We don't celebrate Christmas. We're Buddhists, but, you know, we got presents. Right. So, like, I got the day off work, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got we got the day off work, so we're going to go ahead and cook up. We got a fake tree. Yeah, I like really? that. I wish I, I wish my family was Buddhist, for real. They'd be a lot more chill. It is hell. My dad's chill. got my dad's <laughs> got six sisters. I got like a hundred thirty people in my family, so like Damn. it's not it's not that chill. It didn't grow up when I grew up. It wasn't chill going for Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's like and, a convention every uh, oh my God. every holiday, right? dude. Like like fifty niggas in a crib. Stop. <laughs> That's a lot. Bro. That's a lot. It is a lot, bro. And like these cribs aren't big. I'm in <laughs> I'm in Dayton. I'm in Dayton, Ohio. I'm in Indianapolis, uh, right. Indiana. Like these are little cribs, yeah. two three bedroom right. cribs. Hella niggas. Yeah, I hear that. I feel that. My low key man. This, I like this conversation. So we gonna keep yeah, rocking holiday talk. Yeah. Holiday <laughs> chat. My grandma used to own a farm, six mm-hmm. acres. But the crib wasn't that big. Yeah, but the land. But the land was big. So, like, in the summer, we would fuck around and have a good time. And she had a pool and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. A little, like, a makeshift hooper basketball, like, hoop that we used to rock with. So, yeah, man, I hear that, though. Too many people you could be like, yo, I'm a little little claustrophobic, low-key. Yeah. A little bit. I feel you. And I didn't really know this till I was in college. And we were, like, trying to pack in a whip. And I got in this whip, and it was too many people in it. And I was like, yo, I, roll I, the, I was like, roll the window down, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, I'm yo. about to spaz right now. Roll the window down, bro. It's always interesting when you figure that out about yourself. I'm, I'm sure, like, the look on your face was just amazing. Yeah, I was like, in like, a panic, shit. low key. Like, it was like oh, a low key panic. Like, it's too many low key. I'm claustrophobic right now. Yeah, yeah for That's sure. That's bad. That's bad. But, uh, all like, right, let's talk, about, let's talk about the shy. If y'all don't know, the shy. Showtime series that's coming in January, premieres January 7th, 2018, opening up the year with a new Chicago show, which is dope. It's actually out online on the Showtime app. You can kind of catch it on YouTube. That's where Juice caught it. Yes. It's out there. It's called The Shy, C-H-I, mm-hmm. done by a local homie. It's so local. L- Lena Waith. 
Lena. I, Lena Waith. I didn't want to mess that up because we were just doing some research on her earlier. Um, local cat, Chicago woman. Evanston She's, Township High School. Evanston Township Northside. High School, Northside. Uh, is in the in the Hollywood scene. Yes. Was the first woman, African-American woman, to win an Emmy for writing on a comedy series for... Um, the Master, Master of, of None, None on yep. Netflix. Yep. So that's big time. First yeah. ever to do that. And she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Talks about that. That's mm-hmm. a big part of she kind of pours that into, you know, her writing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Her winning the Emmy for uh, Master of None. She talks about the episode that she won it for. She talks about including um the Thanksgiving meal about her coming out to her mother. And, you know, how big a deal that was and talking mm-hmm. to her mother about that. Mm-hmm. So big time yeah. for, for an African-American woman to win an Emmy. That just doesn't happen. So that's big time. She's doing. She was on a couple other stuff. Go look her up. Bones. Yeah. She wrote for them. She has a, she's a bunch of other stuff. IMDb I is I think long. she wrote for Community as well. Yeah. She did a couple a couple different things. We were reading up. But, yeah. yeah, man, a lot of different dope stuff. Very talented young lady. Very talented young lady. So... She creates. She's the creator of this show, The Shy. The Shy is about life on the South Side of Chicago for young black males mm-hmm. coming up with different type of families. And let me read you the pilot description of of episode one. Yep. And I quote: yep. "A fateful event, yeah, a fateful event sends shockwaves through a community on the South Side of Chicago and connects the lives of Brandon, Ronnie, Emmett, Kevin, who I love. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's dope." In, uh, in unexpected ways. So that, that's it. Se- season premiere. Mm-hmm. And they don't give away too much in that. But we're Chicago cats. I was watching. As soon as I saw this, I heard about this. I'm like, oh, I'm watching that as soon as I can. Yeah. So I'll kick it off with you, Juice. You uh-huh. guys just watched it. I watched it a couple of days ago. Yes. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about a Chicago-focused show mm-hmm. on cable so you know it's going to be real. This is not like on NBC. Yeah, Any bullshit. I, Chicago like, PD. Yeah, you kind of right. got into my Chicago point. Fire. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. So exactly. it's going to be real. Yeah. Give me your thoughts on that yeah. because a lot of people around the country have this vision of Chicago and they have no idea what they're even looking at. It's just or, wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah. yeah. More times than not. Mm-hmm. Like um, quick story. Recently, I was in Vegas and... This, you know how Vegas is. Everyone's asking you where you're from because no one's from there. So yeah. we're chopping it up with everybody, whatever. It's like the most generic question. Yeah. And <laughs> In the fucking to, world. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Every, hey, where you from, dude? Yeah. Every, yeah, right. Get hey, away from me, though. But like, <laughs> low-key, I don't mind that question because I'm like, I'm from Chicago, bro. Like, yeah, this we is say what it with is. fucking we pride. We say it with emphasis. Yeah, for pride. sure. For sure. So... You always get Michael Jordan. The, the, the dude that was talking to me was a foreign cat, mm. mind you. So And we have clout. If you say you're from Chicago, you have <laughs> yes. like instant clout. And yeah, respect. you got like a different angle. People give like a this is a different angle to you for sure. <laughs> let's gas our let's gas oh, up no, Chicago. For real. You're from Chicago. Yeah. Oh, oh really? really? Wow. Chicago. Hmm. Right. I'm gonna listen to you. So my man, I'm like, I'm yo, I'm from Chicago. Woo woo. And he gives me like the bang bang sign, like the like, does a handgun with his fingers and like 
pulls the trigger. Wow. And I'm like, damn. Like I didn't I didn't give a fuck about what like who cares what homie thinks. He doesn't know he's talking. Said dude's about. foreign? This is a foreign guy. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That makes sense. It makes yeah, yeah. sense. It makes sense. I mean, dude, what the media, how the media portrays it, it's yeah. kind of like, I get yeah. it, right? Yeah. It makes sense. It's like it didn't bother me, but it's like people have this, you know, this thought of it's the Chirac thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's dangerous and it's like, nah, man, you guys don't really know. But there's parts that are dangerous. So I want to juice, kick it off with you. I want to get your thoughts on what you think about the show starting. Yeah. What you want to see it like, like how you want to see Chicago be portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, what you thought of the pilot? Yes, all that stuff, and then we could we could we're gonna, we're off and running from there because I got a lot of takes on this as well. Got it, got it. I I actually thought it was uh I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I, I try to I try not to be super egotistical or like have much of an expectation when I come into these type of shows because, like you said, Chicago shy. I mean, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. Like, all those things are very generic. But this is something a little bit different. Um, Mm. You look at the generations that they they lock in here. You have Kevin, who's, I think, in sixth grade, it feels like, fifth or sixth grade. You have uh, Jason, who was a young kid who actually passes away in the first couple minutes. Yo, spoiler alert. Yeah, I got a couple spoilers. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah, all right, spoiler Sorry. alert. Dude. Yeah, 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 spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Real, spoiler but alert. It'll still be worth the check out. No yeah, doubt. definitely, definitely. But a, a couple a couple of characters who are, well, actually only one. One established character does pass away. But you get the old heads with um, with Jason Jason's father. And you get... Uh, Brandon's Brandon's mother, who's a drunk, and she's kind of the 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 crackhead type who doesn't really get it. And then you have Brandon's girl, who is kind of the bougie type. And you have all these different dynamics funny yeah, that yeah. mix, like these different dynamics, and and it's all very accurate. And and the way that the way that these young kids, I'm gonna talk about the young kids first, because they interact so so accurately to how we used to talk. You know, when you first start to understand what cuss words mean, you start you first first start to understand how women are, and you start just talking to your boys and developing those dynamics. Like they got that shit locked in. I think it's um, Papa and Kevin and Jake. Those three were really the most entertaining uh, dynamics that I that I enjoyed the most. And those were the kids in the school. Right? Yes, the kids in the school. Yeah. Um, J- uh, Kevin's trying to impress this girl. I think her name's uh maybe, I think I, I I can't forget I can't remember Jerica maybe something like that yeah. some some along those lines mm-hmm. but those young elementary dynamics were perfect for me and I love how we see all those levels we see the old heads we see the adults we see the young adults we see the teenagers and we see the elementary uh to the sixth grade type so it's it's really great I, I love how they all interacted um, I can't really find any holes to poke. Um, it's it's a great depiction of our city, the good and the bad, but it's not over it's not overdone. It all seems very organic. It all seems very real, and for that I uh, I give them applause because this city, like we talked about earlier, it has certain narratives that are ingrained in people's minds, and it's not easy to depict those accurately. It's not easy to show other sides. We know we're, we're, we're here. We're, we're from here. We work here. We live here. We know that it's not all guns and murders and bang, bang, gang, gang, 300. We know that. 
But mainstream does not know that. People who live outside the box, they don't always necessarily know that. Yeah, we're a food city, but they think we're full of guns, full of corruption, and full of, you know, bad bad weather and bad snow. So I think this does um, present a whole different dynamic um, in a very raw and gritty way. Um, I love one other, one other dynamic that I missed, um, not Brandon. Who's the kid who had the girl under the... Oh, the Garrett. Head. Garrett, yes. Yeah. My man got a kid, but he cares more about his sneakers than his kid. Like, how Chicago is that? Yeah. <laughs> that is so accurate. Yeah, there's some people out there like that, no doubt. It's so accurate. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. I love the first episode. I, I couldn't find any holes to poke. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Moose, what you think? You we know, get, then we're going to unpack all this because, I. yeah, yes. I mean, we could definitely talk about a bunch of this stuff. Go ahead. Yes. I think there were so many Chicago themes that are presented in the show. You know, we saw, you know, spoiler alert, but the kid that gets killed in the beginning was a hooper. Yep. Um, we see uh, a guy who made it basically out of the hood is a rising star in the restaurant yep. community. Yep. We He's see a the sous chef. Hit. Yeah, sous chef. Yeah, we who's played by hit. Jason Mitchell mm-hmm. of, um, if you don't know, he played Easy E and Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. So that's a good, a good. Way to see, like, this, there's some heavy hitters so that, in here. That's Easy E's kid, acting. then. That's his kid. Because Easy E's. Oh, no, I'm thinking about Ice Cube. You're thinking about Ice Cube. Ice Cube's yeah, yeah, yeah. kid played him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Jason yeah. Mitchell, who played Easy E in Straight Outta Compton, is yeah. this character that we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, in the shot. Just, yeah, just surface level. We see basketball, we see restaurants, we see um, you know, yeah. the church. But on a deeper scale, what we don't usually see in the media is, you know, when, when gang violence happens, it's not just oh, the police is going to take care of it, or the police don't care. We see kind of like on a micro scale, it's a little bit, spoiler alert, it's a little bit about retribution. It's a little bit about vigilante justice, right? Yes. And you yes. see how, you know, when you when you live in these neighborhoods, because the police don't care, because nobody cares, you have to take matters into your own hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the shy does a perfect job at so far. that. Yeah, so far. So it's yeah. only been one episode. It's only the pilot. But, you know, from what I saw... I'm very much impressed. Yeah. And I looking think looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Very much looking forward to it. And I don't know. I think the show can help shatter some of the narratives, especially yeah. on a national scale that, you know, Chicago is mistaken for. It's funny because like at the same time I want all those narratives to be shattered, but I I don't sometimes on some of yeah. them. Because like this is real life out here it's for true. a lot of people, right? It, the yeah. show so, like, feels authentic. Right. It feels authentic. That's exactly it right. It really does. It, it feels really authentic does. and it's like, yo, this is how some of these people are living out here. Let's figure out a way to fix it. And I think the overarching premise, kind of, before I get into like the like how I felt about it, mm-hmm. was like it was all positive at the end of the day. Like each and every character and every situation that they kind of went into, I felt like they 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 didn't give it a positive spin, but you can tell like they wanted like this is my this might be what they're going through right now but at the end of the day like they really want more and better mm-hmm. for themselves and their family or whatever yeah um even ron right ron, the, the old head in the in the in the show who i think lives in like a trap yeah, yeah. all right i got that i got that I mean, sense it was a little him. ambiguous but i think he's it was ambiguous he's kind of walked out of a, an abandoned crib with those bottles right yeah. but even you can tell that yeah. like yeah, he's got he a was good rem- heart on Yeah, yeah he exactly. He, yeah. There was one part where yeah. he told uh he told the mother of the slain kid that um 
yeah, I taught him that crossover. He dropped twenty on Simeon, yeah. and that 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 really struck with me because it's right. au- it's authentic. You know, right. it's like yes. damn, he dropped twenty on Simeon. Right, yeah. like he must have been a monster. Exactly, right, exactly. right. And they allude from the beginning that that might not even be his real kid. Like that's not his. But like, hey, I raised not him his biological like, kid. Exactly. But he feels compelled enough to to take care of him, kinda, right, in his own way. Like exactly in his own way, but and you can, but you can kind of tell that like yeah that was the whole thing like yeah. he had remorse for what happened and you could tell that he cared about the yes. baby's mother the yes. kid's mother yeah. yes and you could tell that with without them talking about it I can tell that he's made a lot of mistakes and it's coming growing up as becoming a doubt but he's he means well he's a good dude yes type of thing and yes. I think that's what they're trying to portray and I think that's what was kind of coming through there's no black and white it's it's literally a gray area of what Truly. someone think is good someone yes. think is evil yes it's you know people are just making it for themselves people yes. are making reasons for themselves the entire parental dynamic uh is presented in this first episode on different levels you see I think three different dynamics of parents you see the mother who is you know kind of aware of what's going on with Garrett when she walks in on her boy with the old girl she's like well I know she's under the bed right so you see that you see kind of the uh almost unstable uh dynamic with with Ron I mean not Ron uh, with Brandon and uh and Kooky's mother and then you also see you know um Jason's mother Jason's mother exactly you see Jason's mother who kind of has like that whole like I'm gonna be there vibe and it just it, that, get, it gets weird. The big, the most overarching thing I took from episode one was the character development. Like I'm interested in every single piece and how they're all going to tie together. Yeah. Because towards the end, they all start to kind of tie together they a little do. bit, yeah. and they're kind of showing how they're all going to come together, right? Yeah. But when you're watching episode one, they kind of give you a peek into here's family set number one. This is the dynamic. Here's family set number two. This is the dynamic. Yes. And then throughout the episode, they tie it all together. And I'm assuming they're going to tie this whole season together. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. how basically the the nucleus of the south side of Chicago, yeah. lower income areas work together and are almost one in the same. And they all kind of tie together. And they it's, it's, it's a cohesive yes. mechanism type of thing. It also did a good job of showing how separate the city really is, if that makes sense. I won't, actually, not separate. I'm just going to say it. Segregated. How segregated the city is. You talk about Brandon's girl, and they don't stay in Garfield. Yep. And Brandon's she's, job. Yeah, Brandon's job is not it's in It's like he's in, in a Garfield. new world. Yeah, yeah. it's like... It's it's a whole different vibe. He talks about the PB and J, and Coogie is like, pork "Well, I never had sandwich. pork belly." Yeah. yeah. So, and then his mom's in talking about you need to buy plastic plants as opposed to real plants, and these throw pillows to save money. Like those are legit cultural dynamics that exist in our city, and you can't you can't like fabricate that stuff. They did a great job of finding those small details that actually exist. And and you know showing them in a way that that has impact, so I, I think it was awesome. A couple of things with Kooky that we can talk about more and more were awesome. I thought to to kind of express that dynamic even more. Yeah, I mean when she pulled up in the Fiat, you already yeah. knew it was like it was different. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. like 
and he kind of hopped in, and he you could tell like he's working at this high end spot. Yes, but he has bigger dreams. He wants mm. to go from like the line cook to opening up his own spot with his yep. girl, and then they show Brandon going to his chick's spot. Yep. Nice spot. Yeah, open like, space. Open space. Yep. Like, real plants. Right, yes. real plants. Like she's got her. You could tell she's put together. Or whatever. For sure. So that was what struck me, man, is that the characters were great, and that's not easy to do. It's not easy to depict no. that dynamic. I think. Common executive being an executive producer, yes, really helped out. You know, Chicago. If that if there's anyone more Chicago than Common, let me know. But I think he really you know gave the insights, gave the valuable information. The writers, well, Lena is also from Chicago, right? So they just doubled down on it. That that's why it feels authentic. They didn't just give the they didn't just give the script to some Hollywood writers and say. Hey, hey make a show about Chicago. Exactly. We Exactly. Like these <laughs> the are Chicago, Chicago people making a Chicago show. Exactly. Right. Which is why it feels like that. That's why that's why it feels like that. So exactly. I think I think man, another theme. It's perfect. Um you know, this might just be TV de- development, but everybody was connected at the end. And whether it's it was through the butterfly effect, whether it was through someone sneakers, somebody knew somebody, right. sneakers, some kind of subculture, part of Chicago is you know somebody. In yes. each different field, in each different subculture, which is true. Yeah, that's true. I think last week we talked a couple weeks ago. We talked about the four, six degrees of separation, but it's like, nah, it's not even yeah. that many. Two degrees like of chance. Two, yeah, two, yeah, two, three <laughs> max. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes. So, and they they exercise themselves, <laughs> like they present more, themselves more more times than you realize. <laughs> yes, yes. like you'll bump into cats and be like, yes. whoa, okay. Yeah, but yeah. um, where do you think it's gonna go? Is it gonna? Because you know what happens with these shows. This is just me just out of watching other stuff is mm-hmm. that like there was so much stuff in that pilot that by like episode five, they're like reaching to try to finish this season. And it's like, fuck. That's one thing I, I, I was a little bit worried about. Yeah. I was a little bit worried about. I know I said that it was perfect and I did feel like it was a great, almost flawless pilot, but I was almost too invested at the end. Already. And, yeah. After 57 minutes. And- I get something happens at the end. I'm not going to tell people what happens. Yeah. Big cliffhanger. Sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Go watch this shit. Yeah. But something happens at the end, and I'm like, at my, at my desk, just like, shit. I can't believe that this just happened. Right. And, yeah. I, and I don't know if I should feel that after the first episode. I'm not sure. So I'm not sure what to expect moving forward. I think that the dynamics are going to continue to play out. Um, I don't think that many more characters, important characters, can get offed. I will say that. Yeah, because yeah, right. we got to chill well, on you that. You know how it goes, though. Then, but then somebody else jumps up, and next thing you know, he's been in five episodes in a row. He's a main character. I think it's just it's tough. I don't mean, dude. I don't know Hollywood like that, but I think it's a fine line where you have to make an impact where people like us are talking about the show, yeah. and it's a big enough first episode yes. where. You're getting renewed for the season, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't cut your shit off after mm-hmm. episode four, like, yo, this is trash, dog. Yeah. So that I think it's kind of that fine line of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that fine line of, of doing it's not, that. It's not trash. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's trash. Not, so, like, not. you come hit them hard. Put it like this. You could come a little slower in season two, episode three yeah, than you can definitely. in season one, episode yeah. three. You know, so after if this you, first episode, exactly. then, you know, the pieces are put in play. Yeah. You know, I think Game of Thrones needed something. Game of Thrones is my example, but you know something needed to happen where all the pieces need to be put in play. Everything needs to be moved. Yeah. Like you know, people need to have grudges. 
people need to have vendettas and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. this first episode felt like a sprint but hopefully the rest of the season carries on like a marathon because I mean yeah. I think you know for me the comparison was very much real to to the wire but you know the wire was five different seasons of five different aspects of a city yeah and I think the shy integrates all those very well education the police yes the yeah, police, different generations of yeah, yeah. generations, yeah. Yeah. mentalities, societal norms. Yeah, and um, um, you, know, you even got some corner store action. Exactly, the corner store is almost its own character. Yeah, yeah, that's God. a good point. Yeah, wait, you know, you know, where I'm going with this. Yes, right? I do. I know exactly where you're all going right, with right. this. So this is the only bad thing about the shy. So back in July, there was so the the infamous corner store featured in the throughout the series in Lawndale. In Lawndale. Was painted up, looks like a real corner store, had real food in it, and turns out, a couple months later after they were done filming, they threw out, they tossed out all the food in a food desert, didn't give it away to anybody, just paint a fake grocery st- or a, a fake corner shop in the middle of this neighborhood that was a food desert. Like, what? What are the ethical problems behind that? Whoa, wait, wait, unpack that for me. So they, when they were shooting the show. They basically teased the community. So, but that you couldn't shop there. No, no, it was a set. Right, it, was it was just a set. set. Yeah, with real food. Right. So people passing along, passing, you know, just passing by that street, saw, hey, there's a new corner store here. I don't have to Dope. go as far from my groceries. It's fake. Yeah, it's not real. It's a tease to the community because they don't have any places to get fresh groceries. And that, right. that looked like a place to get groceries. And that's it. Like it looked like a place to get food, and it it just didn't do it didn't do it wasn't that. To that community. No, it wasn't. It was, it was for a tease almost. It was for it was a tease. It's exactly what it was. It was it was for the show. Mm-hmm. Wait, so was there any news about that? Tell me how you really feel about it was that. On Let's DNA. unpack that. It, it, DNA Info, rest in peace. That whole publication because yep. it got shut down. Really, but DNA Info reported on that. It was a big deal. I think it's it's pretty whack. You know, if you go into a neighborhood, you go into a, a community or a setting. You do your work there, give back somehow, especially to people who are basically in a deficit, right? Like you're over, you, you're, you're already, already kind of exploiting those people, exactly, as exactly, is, yeah. for, for their setting. And I don't know if you're gonna throw all this food away, why, why not just give it out? Why not benefit other people? Yeah, that, yeah. Ethically, the show, the 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 shooting was not great, <laughs> just because of this one reason alone. But I mean, the entire show is great, I guess. I nah, get it. Get, I get, get it. it off your chest, though. I, I feel you. I get it too. I get it too. I mean, if you look at Garfield, how could they have done it better, Moose? Give I mean, give the food give away. Give the food out. But is that it though? Present some type of dynamic that's going to integrate the actual community who lives there. You can present something to them. Hire staffers or hire hire gaffs, hire sound people, hire you know like extras from from the community. Yeah, kind of reciprocate what you're taking away, what you want to give, what what you want to portray in the media, and help out what's around you. And you know, it's an extraordinary case because I mean, if people shot in like the Bronx, people shot in like Compton, I would expect the same thing too. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and that's a big deal in that part of the city. The food and the resources. Um, there's there's no like real grocery stores around. Roseland and Inglewood and Garfield and Austin. Um, there's no real grocery stores. Inglewood just got a Whole Foods, 
last year, I think 17 months ago. And since then, shootings are down almost 40%. Dude, we took okay, yep. so you don't need okay. Like this goes, since they opened a whole foods, dog. Moose, Moose right? we do, we talked about this on episode number one. Yeah, Moose, his native tongue thing is uh yeah, yeah they're working the whole that, process. Yeah, yeah. That, that whole dynamic, it's a real thing. Yeah. And you look at that across not just Illinois or Chicago, look at that across America. How many areas with a couple grocery stores or Mariano's or a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's are going to have high crime rates? Uh, I know, zero. Because you, it's not a, it's not a thing. It's not a thing if you have if you have fresh groceries, if you have like those small things or a community center or or a library. Church. Debatable. <laughs> because <laughs> debatable. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that a different for sure, day. For sure. But yeah, churches, I, I don't like churches. Churches have their own constructs that I don't agree yeah, with. Please. But there's something to be said about fresh food in urban areas. And yeah. it it impacts not just urban areas, in suburban areas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that this definitely touches on that dynamic tight, uh, lightly in this first episode. Low-key, just because we're American, it doesn't seem like anything. But the fact, like, gr- a grocery store period is kind of a wild concept in itself. Yeah. There, there's no, like, marketplace. The fact that there's, like, a place where you could go and there's always food sitting on the shelf and it's tons and tons and tons and yeah. tons of it. It's a crazy it's construct. A crazy, it's, a, it's a crazy construct it that, is. like, I try not to take for granted. Because, like, so many places around the world that don't have that and don't have that opportunity. So, yeah, the, the grocery store, I didn't even know that. That's a, that, that's a, that's, that's a valid, valid point, Moose. That's great. Mm-hmm. But if you want to check out The Shy, airs January 7th on HBO 2018. Can't believe it's 2018. That's OD. Showtime. My fault. Showtime. Yeah, showtime. showtime. January 7th, 2018. Showtime. That's when it's going to be live on air. But you can go check it out on the app. On uh, I run the Xbox or the app off my Xbox One. Yeah. You can go check it out there. Holler at me for a login. <laughs> I got you. No, for real, I need that. I right, I hold you down. I need that. <laughs> I need that. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Check it out, man. The shy man. If you uh, great depiction of the city. There's obviously some flaws, but it's not Chirac. I, if any of you saw Spike Lee's Chirac, that musical that made fun of everything. It's not fucking that. Excuse my French. It's not that. It's much better. It's a great point. It's much better. Chirac was pure ass. Chirac is a guy from New York trying to put on a. This is the. You, this is the difference. You feel trying, me? Yeah, exactly. Trying to relate a Greek uh, method to to this. Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Nick dog. Cannon. That's all I gotta say. Nick fucking Cannon. Yeah, we ain't on that. Right. So this is much better. If you care about our city, if you enjoy our city, if you're interested in our city, take a look because it's, it's really good. If it's Christmas time, you can bet Chance and Jeremiah, Chicago's own, yes. are going to drop some Christmas heat. They just dropped Merry Christmas, Little Mama, rewrapped two discs, nine. I think disc one's nine tracks. Disc two is ten tracks. Yep. And nine, this, nine or ten new tracks. Right, exactly. And this is the second year they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's hot. That's like the first thing I thought when I listened to it. I was like, this is hot. Yeah. Like, this is not some soft cornball Christmassy shit. No. Like, this is dope music. With 
it, it didn't feel that Christmassy to me. It had like a touch of Christmas on it. Yeah. It was like they just kind of got in the studio and like this is almost an excuse. Like, oh, it's Christmas. But like, nah, we just going to come up with some hot ass shit yeah. and throw a little Christmas tune in the background. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect nothing else from Chance. Like, his music lends itself naturally to Christmas vibes or holiday vibes. Absolutely. It's yeah. super positive. It's, it's like, soulful already. He uses real instruments already. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, a bit of a quick-ass, easy transition for him and his team to do. You add that with Jeremiah, who basically makes... The voice of an angel. Voice of an angel, but makes... <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, for real. Yeah. Voice of an angel, but makes... Love making by the fireplace music. Yeah, you know I mean? it's cupping season music. Yes, no doubt. Yeah, grab grab you one. Late entry. Yeah, late entry. <laughs> hey, real shit. No, that's real. that's real talk. That is. But I mean, the other thing that I pulled was when I threw it on and listened to it, I was like, "This is fun. This is hard. This is not as Christmassy as people probably think." And. Me and Colin were chopping up about this before you walked in, Moose. You can tell they're just having fun, bro. If you watch the videos, they're just in the studio. It's Christmas. Yeah. Chance got a colorful ass sweater on. Yep. He's chilling. Just yep. real Smoking fun. Just having fun, bro. That was yeah. like the main thing that I took away from it. Like it's Christmas. They're spitting some fun tracks. Him and Jeremiah. We're on Power 92 the other day. Yeah, on oh, IG yeah. Live. like All chilling. their friends were live. I saw Reese live. I saw Oreo live. Yep. I, at one point, I was just like flipping through all of them just to see different perspectives. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just having fun, bro. They are. And they're, and they're keeping it Chicago through and through, going to Power 92, letting it fly, having a good time in the, in, in the, in the, the, air, in the booth with them. So, yep, they are. Yeah, and, it was dope. And also, like you said, it's fun. They are having fun. But some of that stuff is deep. Some of that stuff is deep. The, the the family four track, you know, it's 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 intimate. It's an intimate track. That's what I'm saying. Like that that just lends yeah. itself to like what I was saying. Like this is not as Christmassy as you're like you're really nah, looking. No, no, nah, for real, it's not. It's not like pure Christmas music. Yeah, and like I wouldn't expect it it's to got be. Substance. Yeah, it's got substance. It's got soul. Um, it's warm, and it's also you know kind of make you think about just dynamics and whatever you're doing in your life like it's not all it's not all holiday vibes I mean, it's just it's just good music i didn't listen to the whole thing yet but uh there's a song called like the tragedy or something the tragedy is from the first one but okay. yes yeah. so yes the tragedy is on it and it's like straight violin yeah oh boy sitting on the corner oh man he snowed again. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> waiting by the corner. <laughs> waiting on winter again. Yeah. Oh, so man. it's, you know, Chance gets like that. Yeah. I, I think that re- that resonates a lot with your point that it's not all Christmassy. Well, Christmassy is not always good. All, yeah. Shits and giggles. Yes. Exactly. Sometimes it's exactly. tragic. Sometimes it feels lonely. And, yep. uh, you know, this album's really dense where it touches on a lot of these emotions. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a little triggering for me in some ways, yep. but uh, you know, I feel like if he can, if he, both of them can connect on points like this, this is a, a holiday album that's worth. Oh yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, and they vibe together so well. They do. They really do. They I play off each other really guys. well. Jeremiah throw the auto tune in there. Yeah. Chance will probably come on hey. with the funky flow. Like they're very, it's 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 very well put together. Yeah. I saw a tweet that was like, um, Chance will be like. Oh, time to kiss, oh, mistletoe, and 
Jeremiah will just say some like mad sexually explicit double entendre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mistletoe shit. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Like they play they play off each other really well. Yo, shout out our boy Osborne, another town Evanston cat. Shout out uh that worked on the Christmas piece, was in studio with Chance working on that stuff. So shout out Oz for getting that done, man. Keep doing your thing. I'm actually gonna get him on the show. I'm gonna have him yeah. talk about that, working Good. on that, what he's got going on and shit. So Asufu. Yeah, shout out Oz Ozzy Ajay. Yes. Legend. Oh yes. man, I got some funny stories about Oz. We're not even gonna get into those, but Me yeah. Too. So um one yeah, thing do, one thing about ahead. this, um, we got a couple interludes as well. You know. We were talking about the interludes. And we we're, were. We were talking about we're the interludes. We were talking about the interludes week, last a couple weeks last ago. Week, yeah. And uh Hannibal Burris, he was on the Hannibal. first one. Uh, with the Travis Scott auto tunes, <laughs> straight up, and now he's straight on up. he's on this one as well. The little bit, uh, the little bit in, in, interlude, and he's talking, he's talking this standard Hannibal Chicago shit. He actually makes a reference. Uh, he's like, "Damn, y'all niggas really love Christmas, huh? Like, <laughs> y'all just gonna add more music to the to the first one, huh?" He's like, "Jesus Christ." Pun intended. Right. <laughs> Yo, the Holy Trinity of Chicago right now has got to be Chance. Jeremiah Hannibal. I mean, They're there's up there. no Holy Trinity without Kanye West. Yeah. Like, well, well, I guess well, it is because he's true. he's above the Holy he, he's Trinity. Jesus. He's, he's a whole he, he's on the side. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's fair. Like low key. That's fair. Low key. He's looking Moose down. Moose didn't on the even Trinity. mean anything by that, but cause, but like that's kind of what it is. He's he's so next level. Not, but not he doesn't right. rep like Chance though. Let's let's be serious. No way he does. He doesn't. No so, way like, he does. I mean, he, that he's not top of mind like that because he's not because he's walking around with calabasas on his pants. And you, you know, calabasas. You feel and me? You know why? So many niggas in Chicago told Kanye no when he was young, when he was Chance's age. I think he still holds so, that. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, of course he does. So many dudes in this city said, "Kanye, nah, you can't be on. You you look weird. You sound weird." That's why Kanye had to take his shit elsewhere. I mean, there was a couple folks in the city who rocked with him. Obviously, Common Sense, uh, No ID, Virgil, Virgil, Pete Rock. I don't know if Pete Rock isn't from. Is, is he, Pete he Rock from New Chicago? York? Yeah, he's not from Chicago, is he? Let me look it up real quick. Let's do a fact check right. Re- regardless, like that's why Kanye doesn't, you know, always rep that shy nowadays as much as he did when he was maybe 24, 25. Um, I think because he he got he didn't get the right vibes, and I get that. I get that. I think in order for Kanye to grow, he he did have to kind of you know branch leave. off. He had to branch off. Yes. and kind of leave. You know, P Rock, New York, New York. Okay, okay. But boogie um, down Bronx. Got I it. think the Chicago influence is always going to be there. Of course, you know, we of saw course. Jesus, Jesus was a drill album. I think I said this on the last podcast. No real too. talk. Jesus real was a drill talk. album. <laughs> oh. He had Chief Keep sing a falsetto. You probably didn't even know what that was. He gave King Louis a Grammy. Yeah. Yes, he did. He gave King Louis a Grammy. That's facts. The King Louis may be on, which is Duh. standard listening for anybody above 6'3". We need to talk. <laughs> B-O-N. We, if, need, we need to talk about Yeezus at one point. Not today. We should, bro. But just talk about what that album meant and how it still resonates and how it's even better now than it was. It was so next level when it dropped. People didn't even understand what was going on. Yeah. They were like, this is wild trash. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, nah, you're They have not, no idea. You don't even know it's popping. Like, it's, it was so next level when it came out. That's one of the best, man. <laughs> Kanye got so much fire, dog. I, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the most polarizing albums, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, if people didn't like 808s, they would, for, I mean, if people kind of like 808s, they might have not liked Yeezus, you know? 
Um, yes. I don't know. Kanye did something completely different. If 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 we can take any, anything away from Jesus, that is the anti-holiday album. Yes. That is that for me. That I was agree. the best breakup album. That I was agree. the best workout album. Yeah. That was the best club banger. Club banger. Yeah. Political um, had political. The, the whole nine was in there, bro. New yeah. Slaves is probably one of the most well constructed songs lyrically that we've heard in the last you know ten fifteen years. New Slaves. Wow. Like think about think about the the lyrics in that song. And, and what they really entail and how they really get in your head. Just throwing shots at I mean, capitalism. The whole thing, uh, bro. I mean, it's just crazy. Private prison industrial complex. Just really yeah. high-level issues yeah. that needed to be addressed. Yeah. But done so in basically a club bank. Well, yeah. New Slaves is not a club banker. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but no, if I heard not. that in the club, I would Y'all be Y'all throwing contracts at me? You know that niggas can't read? Throw on some Maybach keys. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're talking about prison. You're talking about uh, uh, being able to read, being legible. Yeah. And then you're talking about materialism, like, all in six seconds. But, yeah, like, back to our point about Chance repping yeah. the city. No, nah, right. <laughs> right. Chance, Chance yeah. is able to rep the city because of what Dad did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ch- Chance has been ushered in. And Chance is kind of that new wave. See, I don't know if I agree with that. You don't think he's been ushered in? I don't think he's been ushered in. No, I don't. Because I think he's taking a completely different angle in a lot of ways. So I think he's been taking a I think he's taking a completely different angle. I think he's just so likable on top of having flow, on top of being extremely positive, on top of being a family man, on top of Stay, he does. He does. He does nothing wrong. He, I you agree. feel me. I agree. So like, he's so likable. All on top of all that stuff, he gives he away close his, to the homeless. He brands himself very well. He does tons of stuff for the city. Preaches where he lives. Yeah. yeah. So I think that he's a man of God. Now yeah. that always strikes a chord with a lot of people. Yeah. So I mean, myself included. So, but I get it. That that is. I don't want to say he was ushered in, because put it like, in my opinion. Kanye or not, Chance would have come up and done his thing anyway. No way. I think he does. No way. I think he does. Why not? What would have stopped him? What did Kanye clear for Chance that Chance he wouldn't e- have? Chance is eclectic. Yes. Chance, Chance is offbeat. Yeah. So Kanye was too. There's no way that Chance would be able to be himself and be accepted if it wasn't for Kanye making graduation. Maybe for maybe that that aspect of him being able to wear his colorful sweaters and not even the sweaters, just but like, like but, just, but just like him. In other words, just him being able to be like, hey, I want to wear this. Like, I'm not gonna. I don't have. I can be Chance the Rapper. I don't have to be. Yeah, I get it. Another, I you know that. what I'm saying, yeah. right? So like maybe that. maybe he gave him some of that. I don't know Chance. I don't know what he's thinking, but I think Chance still <laughs> is strong enough and, and feels and, and is confident enough where he was gonna do that anyway. That's fair. And that's kind of get back to our point about um, the shy and the parental dynamics. Kanye's parental dynamics and chances are very different. Chance grew up in a stable-ass home with brilliant parents. Yes. A sibling who thinks for himself. And he was raised, you know, like uh, he was raised in a different way than most kids who grew up on 79th did. 
So I think to your point about him reaching the heights that he did without Kanye's uh, ushering, like I said, I think that's fair when I think about that in, in that in that dynamic with him and his parents. I get that. I get that. I think I think artistically though, Kanye has set the bar for everybody in Chicago. No matter who you are, no matter what you're trying to do, I don't care if it's Dirk, Bloodas, I don't care if you're Young Chop, Chief, Chance, Vic, uh, my boy Fresco. Dad put us there. And everybody knows that. And that's just my take. Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. So And to okay, to close that take out, and I move so you could jump in, feel free. I think to close that take, some of those guys needed more of the Kanye ushering than others. In other words, that's I guess that's that's kind of how I can wrap For it up. For sure. For sure. I think in a in a kind of abstract type of way, Kanye kind of set the bar so high that everybody in Chicago, everybody in the world is reaching for him, right? Like you, you get you get you get someone of that artistic quality, everybody's gonna try to be you. I mean, if you look at like from a streetwear perspective, whatever Kanye wears, people want to wear. Music perspective, we see it with like. I mean, Drake would have never did his stuff without uh, no, 808. never. Without 808. Never. Kid Cudi, well, Kid, well, actually. Kid Cudi, it was Kid a Cudi big part of 808. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we have never gotten this singing stuff. We have never got this melodious stuff. And yeah. I think That's true. I mean, Kanye set the bar so high that anybody could be anybody. It That's true. It kind of shattered the, the expectations where people were just like, you know, fuck the expectations. Yep. Let's just try to make our own. And be yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you go back and look at Kanye and when he dropped those albums, they're they're not different people, but they're you could they're just different phases of his life. Like that eight oh eights when he was rocking the suits with the with the like the heart the heart lapel and his sides and of it his was head. Like a, 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 um, what, what, what's the word? God damn it! What's the word? It's like fabric. It's a felt, a little felt. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, stuff like that, right? Yeah, a little like double entendre. Heart. Don't even ask me how. Right. No, for real. <laughs> felt. Heart. Right. Felt heart. Right. Dog. So like Damn. that was you could tell like kind of what every the the thing that I love about Kanye he doesn't give a fuck he'll tell you what he's thinking you can see it in his music you can see it in his interviews yep. whatever yes and when he's going through some shit he'll let you know you'll see it but yeah man that's the the, the thing about all his albums that I think is amazing is that he shows you like the eight oh eight like the, going through that shit with Amber Rose yeah that Amber Rose um. Uh, what were we fucking talking about? Uh, the breakup? Her no, breakup? no, no. The, the Amber Rose where she starts talking on the end of the track. And she's oh like, Yeezy taught God. me. That's next level, bro. It really is. Oh. Yes. Like, it's and next. Chris Rock? Yes, it's next level, dog. Chris Rock was supposed to be the new dude, right? Like, when you yeah. got, the new oh, guy. yeah. You got that pussy reupholstered. Like, that. Yeezy reupholstered. Yeah, Yeezy pussy? taught me. Yeah. Oh. Like, like, he's just like reckless and just like. You know, he just does. He just is real, man. That's I what I love about. He it. says stuff without a filter. He st- he says stuff that if you like, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was basically, hey Kanye, how you doing? My life sucks. My girl broke up with me, <laughs> and I'm yes. like, fuck the world. Like yes, to that point, Kanye after that that Taylor Swift shit, 2009, he made that album with the intention and the. The grit of, if I don't make a hit, people are going to hate me. He was hungry. So he, he actually 
I heard in a recent interview, not recent, but I recently heard this, that while he was making that album, he was actually more concerned with his fans and how he was perceived more so than ever. And you can hear it in the music. And people always say that's his best album ever because he made sure that his fans were going to love that shit as opposed to Yeezus, which is like a creative mindfuck. Yeah, like... And like, I'm just going to throw all my real feelings at you. I'm not going to care what you think. Right. That's, that's a good point. That's, yeah. how, that's how it weighs out. So it, it makes sense why people always love my, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy over everything else. And like, that's not my favorite Yeezy album. It's, it's top three. But I mean, The Life of Pablo... Is 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 up there? I mean, I know niggas don't like that's it. Your, that's your but top three. It's also very. It's 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 up there uh, for me. It's so random. The, it's so random. I think the the great thing about Chicago is that everybody has their own set of three. Yeah, everybody has the ranking by heart. I don't have one. I don't have one. Like I say that it's top three, but like I really feel I differently changes, every every it, other day. Yeah, it changes on the mood. Yeah, it it changes, changes on the phase of life. It changes. It I, I got used to that one. Um, no, we can't even get into this right now. <laughs> Come on, you gotta, you gotta spit it. I, I talked about this previously. One of the one, the one that really hit me strong because I was in college. I was like a freshman. We know, we was know. Graduation, we know. Big time. That was huge, huge album in that that time of my life. So yeah, I could talk about Kanye. Addiction is like one of the best songs oh. ever. Yeah, like dude, I could talk about Kanye forever. But yeah. I know Moose had a hot take on this Christmas piece. Yes. And we want to talk about that. And the money grab. Because we were talking about what why why come out with this? Is it just like you're in there you're really just in there having fun? Is it a money piece? Moose, tell me how you feel about that. I think um Because yo, I'll say this, bro. No one ever wants to say anything negative about chance. Never. Like, no matter what he does, if even if you don't, because I'm not a huge fan of Chance's music. I'm a huge fan of Chance. Yeah. But, like, when I say that I'm not a huge fan of his music, people are at my neck. Yeah. Like, I straight mean, away. You know what I'm saying? Chance, so like Chance Hive is real. Yeah. Oh, it's very real, right? But... I have you have a hard time coming across people giving a real chance take. So I'm interested to hear what you're going to say about this. Talk to me. Well, keep it 100. I don't want to disappoint you. Yeah. I did say it was a money grab. Yeah. I said it was a money grab at the beginning, but then uh, Juice told me it was a free album, so I kind of thought, well, right. what's he doing it for then? I think he's making a tradition. I mean, I, I think I said it was a money grab at first, but now I kind of realize this could be an every year thing. He could just add, just having fun. He could just slap more tracks. He could slap. He could make this like a quadruple album in four years. You know. I thought you were about to have a crazy hot take in here. No, no, no. I was gonna have a crazy. <laughs> I was gonna have a crazy hot take about uh, Kendrick because that's the definition of money grab. So Kendrick Lamar came out with uh, what? "Damn," but the playlist backwards. Yeah, I saw that two weeks ago. Yeah, and I saw that, that is the definition of a money grab. No edits, no special features, no remixes. It's just the playlist backwards, right? Oh, yeah. And people are still eating that up. Yeah. But I think you know, I think Chance, being the philanthropist that he is, donated some great music to us for free with extra tracks. You know what I think it is? Like, you know why I think he's dropping stuff like that? First off, I think he just likes to get in there and have fun with it. And they did it last year, so he's probably like, let's do it again. But I also think this is a f- perfect thing 
for an artist that's not signed anybody that can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Exactly. At any time. That's the thing. It's he freedom. gets up. Under he's no chilling at his crib. It's he's like, freedom. yo, Jeremiah, let's cut some more Christmas shit. Yeah. Bet. And they hop in and they go. Like, he's not under any pressure to be putting out music on a on a certain time frame. Or he doesn't have to cut a certain amount of albums to get out of his deal. He doesn't have, he doesn't have to do none of that shit. And I think it radiates off of him. He can go, go do his philanthropy stuff. He can go kick it with his friends, his boys, his family, his yeah. daughter. Yeah. He can cut music whenever he wants. I think that's that's a big part of this, man. Like, I think that, like, he felt like cutting some Christmas music, so I'm going to go cut it, period, exactly. point and blank. We, we haven't yeah. heard from him since three, basically. Right. Um, and let me let me just clarify. Even if this was a money grab, it's highly not, likely. It's not a money grab. Even if it was, though, highly likely it would just go to social, social works anyway. Right. Exactly. Like, they put on events. They put one on last night or two nights ago. Um at the Field Museum, a night at the museum. They had the Chicago Children's Choir there, countless sponsors, over like 15,000 book bags full of supplies for students, um, and just tons of donations. So social works is having legit impact. And like you said about the philanthropy, he wants time to do that because he understands what that means. And he's young, man. Chance is like 23. Like young, dog. When I was 23... I was not thinking yeah, about any of this. Years old, yeah. yeah, like he's a young cat. He's a very young, bright kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's a money grab. I know, like you said earlier, you like Chance the Man more than love his Chance music. the Man. A the music, bit. the music, I'm not a huge fan of, but I love Chance. I get that. I love everything I he's that. doing, and yeah, that's just yeah. That's Sometimes just it gets a little too religious for me. I feel that extremely. I feel that. Um, his flow sometimes like isn't even there. He's just like bullshitting on the track. Yes, order which spoken is, word at some point. Which is exactly which is kind of what makes him a little bit more endearing, almost because like he 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 almost doesn't even care that much. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna say he doesn't care because he obviously does. But you get what I'm saying? Like his 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 vibe. I'm just gonna do what the fuck I really want, and he's always been that way. So which is the precedent that um, Kanye set? Bingo. Circle. Bingo. We're gonna get my boy Sean on here, and he's gonna break down Sean CK. We're gonna. I mean, he's gonna break down Chance's dynamic because he's been with him since 2012, and he's gonna really break it down because because I know a little bit. We know a little bit, but but Sean, I can't wait Sean to get Sean. Knows on. he knows Chance like he knows Chance. He introduced me to Chance, so like personally. So I, I, I we gotta get him on. He'll really give us some fucking warm. Heat on Chance's whole psyche, so to speak. Definitely. I mean, like I said, I think it all goes back to how they played the whole his whole career to date. He does whatever he wants at any time. Buy some merch. I'll make some money there. I'll give it back when I want. I'll cut some music when I want. I'll mm-hmm. go on tour when I want. That's just what it is. Yeah. I think it's great. Talk to me a little bit more about uh, the Night at the Field Museum. So... It was uh, endorsed by, or was put on by Social Works, Chicago Social Works, which is founded by Chance. Yes, sir. And they, they basically charged fifteen dollars tickets, and um, but he also let people in for free, <laughs> because he's just that type of charitable guy. They had the whole main hall open, and there was the children's choir there. Um, there was tons of different uh, activities for for people to do with, in terms of donations. 
Uh, you can exchange and give. Um, there were people of all different types of social class there and uh, WGN, all types of news outlets were there. And they were able to, you know, listen to music and, you know, kind of communicate um, all in one place. Um, they gave out tons of things for not just students, but the homeless. Uh, there's 8,000 homeless people in Chicago, if not more. But I think 80,000 is, is the statistical number, the reported number. And there was tons going on uh, in that regard. So people were able to come donate. Um, it was three hours, six to nine. Uh, tons of music. Chance said a few words. Chance, I think, performed a few Christmas tracks, of course. Merry Christmas, little mama. And, uh, and there was food. There was music. There was vibes. There was uh, charitable acts. Um, and it was just, it was just very cool. It was very cool. I was supposed to go, but I got caught up and I couldn't, I couldn't make it, but unfortunately, but I was there in spirit. Um, and it just looked like a great scene. So it's the first annual night at the museum. Uh, they gathered all those toys last week at the, uh, the WGN toy drive that he was doing all day at the newscast. I'm not sure if y'all saw, um, him on WGN on that, on that weather app. Not the weather app, but like on the weather screen, like doing that invisibility cloak oh, he and said shit. Peru is now in Illinois. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Peru, Illinois is a real place. Oh, he threw on the invisibility cloak. Yes, exactly, uh, exactly. On that green screen. Yeah. So, he's just a charming dude. He is. He can literally do anything. He is. So he was on WGN gathering toys, and then that translated into Night at the Museum. Um, Chance is very spontaneous. Yeah. A lot of this stuff happens off a whim. Um, he has a very strong team. So they, they're able to put things together quickly. They have resources at this point. So, yeah, he, he, um, he was able to put something together. And it's going to be an annual thing, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, there was thousands of people in there. If you see the picture. Oh, it there was, was, t- it the, was whole, the whole main hall was, was packed. Yeah, it was jammed in there. So there's thousands of people in there. Yeah. I think what's, what's dope about what he does is, like, young cats aren't organizing events at the Field Museum. No way. Like, people don't just do that. Like, the city's not letting people do that. No. You don't just throw concerts at Comiskey or The Cell or whatever they call it now, guaranteed rate. Like, you don't just throw big-ass shows there. Like, no. this is stuff that people, it's unprecedented shit. It really is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the fact that he can get thousands and thousands of people to show up at the Field Museum for a great cause like he's doing, it's, it's fire, man. It's really dope. And like you said, it's just kind of like... It, it's, dude, this type of shit comes natural to him. It does. He's mad comfy. Yeah. He's like, yo, the school needs help. Like, the CPS needs money. Yeah. Let's get it. We should probably get him some money then. Millions. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, it comes easy to chance. I think it's dope. He should keep doing his thing. I love it all. I think the, the influence is insane because, I mean, only from tonight alone, there are two events that are co-drives that one has a save money guy in it, Smoko Ono. Yep. I know Smoko. And the other has uh, Sahar Habibi. She's a great DJ. But they're literally right across the street from each other. And they're both like, come out and party. It's a charitable event. But it's, a, it's clearly spawned from the philanthropic side that Chance yes. yeah. has created for Chicago. I mean, like, if you're a hip hop artist, you have to give back. You do. No one's, no one's going to. No one's going to care. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I agree. And that, that whole mindset is important. And it's, it's spawned a change. So any type of uh, shift from, you know, that gang gang 300 is, is warranted in my book. Chance, yeah. if you're listening, hit up Native Tongue, man. 
Shout out to Tug. We're trying to get with social work, dude. Real shit. We just want to pass out free magazines, you feel me? That's it. Yo, we got some connections get, with social get some work. Like, we definitely I, got I, I can, Yeah, we can give you the, the connections with social works. Like, Sean works for social works. Not, not little, but yeah, CK, CK, yeah. CK works at social works. <laughs> Told you, the sure. degrees of separation is it's light. Crazy. It's light. It's every light. Mo- every Monday at Harold Washington, open mics. Like, yeah. We can't even go. High school kids only. 17 like, under, right? Yeah, you got to have a high school ID to get into Harold Washington on Monday at 5 o'clock. I wish I, I, wish I could go, dog, right? <laughs> I wish I had an high school ID. Straight up, being there with the low-key. Oh, yeah. Oh, I miss uh, Miss Edwards' class, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a junior. Yeah. I'm a junior, I'm a junior bro. I qualify for these Jordans. Yeah. You got any more uh, win like 96 in it, though? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, that's Field Level episode number three, man. We'll be back next week for Colin the Juice, man. Moose, Native Tongue. Yep. Sean Little. We'll talk to y'all soon. No Catch Up Chicago. For Chicago, by Chicago. Listen up.